1: Good morning. It's time for the Kern County Real Estate on AM 1560 FM 97.7 KNZR and streaming live on KNZR.com with Kern County's most listened to realtor and the host of our show Lori McCarty of the McCarty Group at Coldwell Banker. Consistently ranked as one of the best in the business nationwide, Lori's been selling real estate in Kern County for over three decades, during which time she's successfully helped over 11,000 families meet their real estate needs. So if you're thinking of buying or selling, there's no better choice than the McCarty Group. Working with an expert makes the process easy and puts more money in your pocket. Just Google the McCarty Group. That's M. Double C A R T Y or call 661-665-SOLD. That's 661-665-7653. And she or one of her partners will be delighted to help you. Let them make you their next success story. And a good morning to you, Lori. Good
2: morning, Adelaide. How are you doing this morning?
1: Doing great. Doing great. Thank you. Good.
2: It's Christmas Eve. Are you all ready for Santa to come and visit you tonight?
1: We are. And you know what? This weird thing is going around, but I remember it from when I was a little kid. Mhm. You know it's cookies and milk for Santa, right? Absolutely. This year it's cookies and pilk. What? Pepsi with
2: milk. No, that is gross. <laughs> it's a thing. It is not.
1: So, look I'm at, just
2: <laughs> am I just out of the loop? It's, am it's, I that old? Oh my gosh.
1: <laughs> back in the whatever 80s, my brother would drink it and he'd be like it's so good. And I thought I was yeah, I thought it was disgusting. That is. But it's just, coming around. It's no. it's a thing now. So, no.
2: No, not buying into it. It's something you made up. I, no, no.
1: Diet Dr. Pepper and milk. We'll start there.
2: No, no, no. Why would you ruin a good Diet Dr. Pepper? I am sorry. No, cookies and milk, that is one thing. Keep it
1: traditional, no, huh? No, no pill. Keep pills. it traditional. <laughs> no. All right. Well, how about you, Lori? Do you have your, your gift wrapping done, stockings all hung?
2: Absolutely. I've been ready for the big day for, for a while now. You know, this Christmas Eve, I want to sit back and relax and enjoy time with both Bob and Connor. Mm. Um, you know, we might go drive around Hagen Oaks uh, this evening and look at Christmas lights. Or we might just stay at home and watch a Christmas movie. You know, mm. I'm I'm thinking PJ's a Miracle on 34th Street or, or maybe Elf. Um, nice. Sounds like a perfect way to spend the evening. Mm-hmm. Um, but before we get deep into t- t- today's show... Um, I want to take a moment and thank everyone for tuning in this morning. You know, as we come to the end of this special and blessed season, and as we start to embark on a new year, I want to wish all of you a Merry Christmas, and thank you for being a loyal listener. You know, there is something so special to me to think that there are those of you out there choosing to spend your Christmas Eve morning with us. Um, So thank you, and and please go cozy up with a cup of hot cocoa, and let's get ready for a festive show.
1: Awesome, sounds like a great plan, Lori. But what's the topic you have in mind to make this a holiday show?
2: Well, this morning I brought a few guests from the McCarty group to talk about their Christmas traditions. So you can think of it as a Mary McCarty Christmas mm. show. Okay, um, I don't know about you, but I always love hearing about other people's Christmas traditions. Um, for me, it really helps get me in the holiday spirit and it gives me ideas, if not for this year, then certainly for years to come. Um, I think it's always fun, uh, incorporating new traditions into your routine and then to pass them on to the next generation. And what I think is wonderful is for me, having always been a student of other people's traditions, You know, sometimes you find traditions that you can carry on for decades. And then at other times, you know, if you try something and it doesn't work for you, then you can move on and try something else. Mm. Now, after some of our team members share their traditions, I'm going to share with you lots of creative ways that you can pack away your holiday decorations. You know, I always enjoy decorating for Christmas, but frankly... I hate packing it all up. Mm. Um, Not only does my house suddenly look bare, uh, but frankly, it is a pain in the rear end to pack (laughs) it all away. Uh, Many a time, I've been tempted to just throw it all in a box and deal with it next year. And okay, if I'm going to be completely transparent, uh, I've actually done that a few times. Uh, But... I regret it when I do, and the following year, uh, when I go to decorate and realize what a mess I left for my future self to deal with, I really, really get upset with me. (laughs) Um, So this year, let's all plan on packing up our Christmas decor the right way, okay? Um, And like me, I know we'll all be thankful next year that we did so, okay? Mm. Uh, But before we talk Christmas traditions and packing away holiday decor, I read a news article that I thought might be fun to share with everybody. That article talked about various interior design trends that will be going away for the new year. Um, Now, in the article... Interior designer and star of HGTV's show, Unfinished Business, Shay Holland, shared various trends that she predicted would be going out of style. I've heard a lot of these mentioned elsewhere, so it's going to be interesting to see if they truly do fade away. So the first trend that's predicted to go away, and that we'll have to keep our eye on, is design that is contrary to the location. So what the heck does that mean? Well, an example of this would be if you live in a big city and you decorate in like a farmhouse style decor, right? I mean, really, it just doesn't make much sense to start copying a design that has no relationship to where you live, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But then the next trend that is slated to fade away is minimalism. Now, I've actually already seen uh, that this untextured minimalist look is definitely on the decline as people are really starting to be drawn to spaces with more depth and dimension. We're starting to see more texture in hard finishes such as stone and tile as people are really craving more color and more energy. So the next interior design trend that they say is going away, I really want everyone to take with a grain of salt. The people in the know are saying that open concept living is officially over. Now frankly, I kind of find that hard to believe, right? But designers say that after years of this open concept being incredibly popular, that people are now wanting a traditional floor plan with designated spaces. So if you live in a home with a traditional floor plan, you might want to think twice before you start tearing down walls. And if you're tearing down walls to make you happy, and it's something you want, then my advice, 100%, go for it, right? But if you're doing it because you're getting ready to sell and you think that's what a buyer wants... Well, you might wanna put down that sledgehammer, right? Because that might not be the right trend. Your traditional floor plan might actually be something the trendy buyers are looking for and really wanting, okay? Now, the next change in design trends that designers tell us we're going to be seeing has to do with wood tones so apparently using only light wood tones that's a trend that's going out Hmm. now in recent years this light colored wood has been incredibly popular however in the new year designers tell us that we should expect to see deeper wood variations and mixing wood tones is going to become increasingly more popular Because it's a great way to create a space that feels intentional and collected. Apparently, according to those in the know, only using one wood tone throughout your home can actually make the space feel more sterile and less inviting. And we certainly don't want that in our Mm -hmm. homes, do we? Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, next up, if you're someone that's paid attention to, to design trends, you're probably not going to be surprised by this one. Rattan, everything, has been big over the past few years, from sofas to chairs and even beds. Rattan has had a major resurrection. So, Rattan isn't totally going away, but you will begin to see less of it. Going forward, it will become more of an accent and much less of a focal point. Now, the next trend that has apparently come to the end of its era is white and gray monochromatic color schemes. These monochromatic neutral color schemes have been in style for a long time. And although it's a clean, sleek look, apparently it's no longer the preferred style. Layers and textures are being used to warm up spaces and to make them feel much more inviting as people are starting to gravitate away from whites. Now this especially applies to white kitchens. Many designers believe it's time to integrate more color into these spaces. But now before you start calling contractors to get quotes on remodeling your kitchen, there are some ways that you can incorporate color into your all-white kitchen. You can consider swapping out your backsplash to something with some color. Or you can add decor accents because, frankly, that's a whole lot cheaper than doing a remodel. Okay? Now, the last trend that is expected to go out of style is fast furniture. Now, when I say fast furniture, you want to think IKEA or other affordable options that might lack when it comes to quality. While it's a great way to save money, fast furniture doesn't last and it creates some unnecessary waste, negatively impacting the environment. Because sustainability has become a priority for many, people are starting to gravitate away from cheap furniture in favor of vintage or used pieces. People are also leaning towards furnishing their homes with pieces. That have meaning behind them whether that be sentimental or something about the brand that makes it special to them.
1: Hmm, okay Lori, so based on what you're saying I need to check my IKEA furniture redecorate my beach themed bathroom and add some more color to my home? Sounds like a lot of work to keep up with what's trendy.
2: So Adelaide while I do think it might be time to redecorate the beach themed bathroom you don't need to completely change up your living space. If some of these trends are ones that you love, then you don't need to eliminate them from your home. I bring these up to make our listeners aware of what is going on and what is in and out of style. You know, you don't need to keep up with the trends. Instead, you want to be mindful when you're making improvements to your home and when you're purchasing items for your home. Honestly, I think you should pick decor and designs that are timeless or that you just love. I mean, frankly, my style is European and old world, which is so not in style right now. But it brings me joy every time I look around my home. And so I don't dream of changing it on a daily basis. Now, when I get ready to sell, then I will consider modifying and adjusting the look so that my home has greater universal buyer appeal. But until then, it does exactly what I want it to do, which is make me happy. If, however, you do feel the need to keep up with what is quote-unquote in, then add a few trendy pieces here and there that can easily be swapped out as time goes by. Now, as I look at the clock, I think it's time for us to take a break, Adelaide. And when we return, we'll talk to the McCarty Group agents about their Christmas traditions. So stay tuned, everyone. We'll be back in a minute after this short break. You're listening to the Kern County Real Estate Review with Lori McCarty of the McCarty Group at Coldwell Banker Preferred Realtors here on 1560 AM, 97.7 FM, KNZR, and streaming live on KNZR.com. We'll be right back.
1: And to reach Lori, you can call her or her team anytime at 661-665-SOLD. That's 661-665-7653. Or you can go to her website at themccartygroup.com where you can tour all the properties available in Kern County from the comfort of your couch, request an in-person tour, find out the value of your home, and see the McCarty Group's success stories. Ranked number 8 in North America for Coldwell Banker last year and the only Kern County realtor to be listed in the Wall Street Journal. Top 100 Agents for 2021, she is truly an expert in her field. Her desire, as well as that of her team, is to not only achieve their clients' goals, but to exceed their expectations. So let them do just that. And we'll be right back with the Kern County Real Estate Review here on KNZR. And we're back this morning with Lori McCarty of the McCarty Group on the Kern County Real Estate Review, here on 1560 AM, 97.7 FM, KNZR, and streaming live on KNZR.com. And Lori, before we jump out today, we had a listener ask a question. The person wrote in that they're thinking of retiring and want to find out about selling their home and purchasing a newer, smaller home. Can your team help with both buying and selling?
2: Oh, Adelaide, at this time of the year, we get a lot of sellers that are planning on retiring and are wanting to downsize. For this listener and other listeners out there that find themselves in a similar situation, that are planning on retiring and they think they want to downsize too, I encourage them to call our office. I'm going to meet with them personally to discuss what their home could potentially sell for, present them with a marketing plan tailored to their house specifically, and explain what the selling and buying process looks like. During this meeting, they'll have the opportunity to ask any and all questions that they might have.
1: Okay, now what about the buying side?
2: So Adelaide, we have a team of experienced buyer's agents that can assist with the purchase of their new home. So to our listener out there that asked this question, after meeting with you, I'll match you with the agent I believe will be the perfect fit for you. They will meet with you as well to find out what your wants and needs are for your new home. And then they will be on the hunt to find you the perfect home and show you the best of the best options that are out there for you. Throughout this whole process of selling your home and purchasing a new home, we'll be by your side. The best part about working with the McCarty Group is that not only will you have me, You'll also have your buyer specialist, and you'll have a full administrative staff backing you. No matter what is happening, one of the McCarty Group team members will jump in and take care of you. We pride ourselves on providing 24-7 client support.
1: Mm, That's fantastic. And there's nothing worse when something is going wrong or you have a concern and you can't get a hold of a person to help. I mean, you don't want an answering machine during those times.
2: No, you absolutely don't.
1: All right. Now, are you ready to talk about Christmas traditions, Lori?
2: Absolutely, Adelaide. This morning I have Margaret Edmonstone, Paige Marchant, Stephanie Giannis, and Lauren Larios joining us to talk about their Christmas traditions. They are a few of the buyer specialists on the McCarty Group team. Good morning, ladies. How are you doing? Good Good morning. Great. So I guess I'll get started, and then we'll kind of go around the table so each of you can share your traditions. You know, for me, there really aren't that many enduring traditions that I have now that our son is grown. Um, you know, it's amazing when you have small children; the uh, traditions are completely different than when everybody's grown up. Uh, so I'm gonna gonna share some things um, that were very special to me when I was younger. Uh, So from the time I was 12 or 13 years old till the time I was about 25, some of my best Christmas memories as a family were us going to a farm in a little town in Central Texas just outside my grandparents and searching for just the right Christmas tree to cut down each year. Uh, It was an amazing tradition that brought joy and excitement to the entire family. At the time, we had what was called a one-and-a-half-story home. So it was technically a two-story, but the second story was didn't go all the way across. So you had this huge 20 to 25-foot ceiling, um, particularly in the spot where we would put the Christmas tree. And it seemed that each year the tree we got was bigger and bigger. And my mother stressed every year. <laughs> about whether or not the latest tree would actually fit. Uh, Now, of course, my father uh, was a great problem solver, and he always had a solution, right? He was simply going to cut a hole in the ceiling if it was needed, right? (laughs) Now, fortunately, it never came to that, but the fun and excitement of seeing such a magnificently tall tree in that space was just incredible. And the joy of Decorating it was fantastic. Of course, it took us like a whole week to decorate that tree um, because it was huge. I want to say that there was something like 3,500 lights on it and over a thousand ornaments. It was just amazing. Um, Now, once my parents moved from this house to a home with more traditional ceilings, um, frankly, the excitement of cutting down a fresh fir seemed to wane right it was like just wasn't the same as going to pick out that great big huge 20-foot tree right Um, we of course kind of chalked it up to the fact that we were all getting older and you know it was harder to to coordinate everybody's schedules but I think it was just you know somehow cutting down a eight-foot tree just wasn't quite as exciting as cutting down a, a 20, 25-foot tree. So I would encourage anybody, uh, if you have a tall ceiling and can have that big of a tree and have a place where you can cut one down, the joy that we experienced as a family, tying that on top of the suburban every year and driving uh, two and a half hours home, it was just amazing. And um, you know, I also recognize that, um, as a as a child, some of the traditions that we had then, and I don't know, I'll, I'll look at you guys because you guys have young children, um, some of you, and you know, some of you do not now, um, but some of those traditions have also gone by the wayside. You know, we we open family presents on Christmas Eve, Santa presents in the morning, right? Um, now it seems like we open everything on Christmas morning because, you know, why why split it up, right? Um, used to be that um, first one up Christmas morning got to wake everybody up. Now, um, it's the last one. We have to wait to open presents until the last one gets mm-hmm. up. Um, and, um, you know, used to be that uh, you know, we could come down in pajamas and, you know, tear into everything. Um, and then uh, when it was time for lunch, right, we had to go get all of our fancy clothes on. We no longer mm. do that anymore. We just wear comfortable clothes. Uh, but it does seem like there are still a few constants uh, in, in in terms of our traditions. Santa still expects cookies at our house every year. Um uh, family presents are still wrapped, right? Santa does not wrap. Santa doesn't have time to wrap. Oh. Um, I don't know if he wraps at y'all's house, but he doesn't have time when he's dropping off stuff to our house.
1: He won't anymore.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and um, the, the rule has always been at our house. Um, as long as you believe, Santa will continue to, to visit you. And when you stop believing... Santa leaves you socks and underwear. So, there we go. <laughs>
0: oh,
1: I
2: love that. Love it. <laughs> so, Margaret, how about you share with our listeners uh, some of
0: your Christmas traditions? I think one of our family traditions um, is just spending time with family. Um, we go to church on um, Christmas Eve at First Press, and then we go to my brother and sister-in-laws for a, a family gathering and on my husband's side, and then on Christmas Day, um, we go to my mother's on my side, and it's just nice spending time with family and friends. Um, I enjoy cooking, so I do most of the cooking at my mother's, um, but it's just a, a great family time, especially this year. Um, both my sons are home from college, so it's extra special to have them at home waking up on Christmas morning and opening Christmas presents. And another tradition I've sort of taken on from my uh, late Aunt Jo Um, She always made coffee cakes for family and friends, so I enjoy making um, coffee cakes and having my sons deliver them um, on Christmas Eve. So they have a fresh coffee cake for breakfast.
2: And what
3: about you, Paige? What traditions do you have? Our Christmas traditions are pretty simple. Christmas Eve, we go to my father-in-law's house and eat his secret recipe that's spicy spaghetti while doing a white elephant exchange with everybody in the family christmas morning we open our gifts at home with our kids santa's gifts are not wrapped then we go to my parents open gifts and eat breakfast the traditional biscuits and gravy christmas night we make our way to my husband's grandparents house eating my favorite basque soup with a twist adding noodles and a roast to it yum it's delicious i've never had that before until i got married That recipe has been passed down for generations from his family, so they are very proud of it. That's wonderful. So now tell me again about the spicy spaghetti. Mm. Yes, my father-in-law makes a spicy spaghetti, and he uses ketchup. That's all I know in it. He won't tell us the oh rest. Oh, yeah, because it's a secret <laughs> it's a recipe. Secret, mm-hmm. But it is ketchup, and it is extremely spicy, so we'll have to have something else for the kids to eat. Well, I know you
2: like spicy, so I bet you love that. I do. I love it. That's great. And then tell me again about the Basque, It um, about the soup. It has noodles mm-hmm. in it.
3: They add and- little noodles, and they make a pot roast on the side as well, so then you can add the roast into your normal Basque tradition of the carrots and mm-hmm. cabbage and all that you can add it, all the other fixins in it as well
2: okay very cool um so what about you lauren okay so
4: i'm really happy to hear that other people don't wrap uh santa gifts because santa drops off presents unwrapped in our house too and i recently had a friend give me a hard time about that saying
2: santa has to wrap i said no santa doesn't wrap for
5: us santa doesn't have time <laughs> no
2: santa has never had time now when I was little, I do remember Santa did have time to set up some of those yes. Fisher Price Playhouse things. Uh, he must have had a lot more elves then helping mm-hmm. him out but, than he does now. You know, late, wages have gone up, all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. But hard um, to find good help. too. It is. It is mm-hmm. hard to find good help these days. But yeah, no, Santa has. I've never ever known anybody who's Santa you know that santa wrapped for them okay good i'm glad to hear that Mm -hmm. so
4: my family tradition might be a little different compared to others and it's something we started up over the past few years so it's relatively Mm -hmm. new for my family Um, my family we actually stopped buying presents for one another and instead we just purchased a gift for the one grandbaby of the family who's my son Um, (laughs) oh
2: somebody lucks out yeah so he's (laughs) the
4: only one that gets presents on christmas And honestly, the reason why this came about is we found that Christmas was getting to be over the top Mm -hmm. um, and we were losing sight of the true meaning of Christmas. And I have to tell you, this new tradition has relieved so much stress for all of us. Instead of frantically purchasing gifts for every family member and worrying about what will fit in the budget, we actually just get to enjoy the special time of the year.
2: Well, you know, that is that is great. We did that with uh, my sisters and I. Um, when we started having children, Mm -hmm. um, we said, okay, we're not going to give to each other. We're just going to give to the children. And then we have made it, uh, we made a decision that when the children got married, that their wedding gift would be the last gift that they got. Unfortunately, none of those, well, fortunately, actually, because they're all still young, I think. um, None of them have gotten married yet. um, So, you know still giving Christmas gifts. Um, But um, I do think that that makes it easier on a family because as the families grow, Mm -hmm. it can become a financial burden. I mean, I'm looking at Paige. Paige has a huge family. Yes, we do. um, To to buy for. So can make it extremely expensive. Yeah. And now instead of
4: doing gifts, we do still show up at Christmas dinner at my parents' house Um, each with a wrapped Christmas ornament. And we do like a white elephant gift exchange with those ornaments. Um, And you never know what you're gonna get. You might get some extravagant, beautiful ornament, from house of mosley or you could end up with a chicken with a santa hat holding a merry christmas sign from tractor <laughs> supply um, and i hope none of my family members are listening right now because the latter might just be the one that i'm bringing this year um, but anyways it's a lot of fun going back and forth stealing ornaments and no matter which ornament you walk away with um, the one you end up winning has already so many memories attached to it so it's
2: really fun and much more stress-free Absolutely. And, you know, I think uh, so many times we get caught up in the commercialization mm-hmm. of the holiday and we forget about what the true meaning of the season is. And so I think when we can do things like that that helps simplify um, the holiday and allow us to spend more time with family and friends – And focus on the reason for the season. Mm -hmm. um, I think it is incredibly important. So Stephanie, do you have any unique traditions that you would like to share with us?
5: Yes, I do. Um, well, first off, my family, we celebrate Christmas on Christmas Eve, and we normally open gifts at midnight. At midnight? Uh-huh. Yep, at wow. midnight. And another tradition we do is uh, making tamales. Oh, great. <laughs> yes. Now, do
2: you do that um, Christmas Eve, uh, like 6, 7 o'clock at night, or...
5: Um Christmas Eve morning is when we'll start, you know, making them. So during midday, they'll be ready uh, towards the evening. And so we just, as soon as you leave
2: here, you know, you're going to be starting to work on that. Exactly.
5: Huh? Exactly. Okay.
2: And how do you keep the little ones up um, at midnight? Do they get to take a nap uh, in the day?
5: They are too excited to take naps. Oh, but for the wow. most part, they're troopers and they stay up. Okay. <laughs> That's for sure.
2: Okay. And so does Santa visit them at that at midnight as well so they get cr- family presents as well as santa presents at midnight
5: we hold okay. off the santa presents till morning okay. so, family, so they do go yeah. ahead and mm-hmm. go to
2: sleep and then when they wake correct. up correct santa yeah. there.
5: we try to okay. do both incorporate both <laughs>
2: okay very cool and tamales um are there any uh, do you do you make all different kinds are there what are your favorite
5: we do well my favorite are the ones my sister makes and I don't tell her this but this is the only good thing she does make are the <laughs> <laughs> the jalapeno and cheese tamales are my favorite those are my makes. favorite yeah. too um, but we also make the sweet ones we make some with pineapple strawberry um, and the ones that my mom makes she puts in carrots and potatoes and jalapeno along with the pork okay so it's a little different. It's pork little with kick.
2: red or pork with green? Red. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, we're All red. Right. <laughs> wow. That is great. Um, I can't believe that you can keep them up until midnight and that they're so excited. <laughs> then I bet once they open their presents, they just drop.
5: Exactly. They right. drop, they play for a little bit and then they're like, okay, we got to go to sleep because Santa's going to come and bring the rest of your presents. Okay. So wow. that's a ticket to them going to sleep (laughs)
2: so then I'm curious because in our family when we had little kids right they would be up at you know five six o'clock in the morning what time since you're keeping them up till midnight what time did they get up in the morning
5: um they still get up pretty early so seven o'clock ish around that time so I gotta be up and running That's tough. (laughs) Uh, it's worth it though that's for sure (laughs) well
2: the excitement on their faces um is such a joy um that is i have always said that um the excitement um you know christmas it's all about the joy on the the little children exactly
5: that's the true gift right there it is it It absolutely
2: (laughs) is thank you so much for sharing that that's wonderful
5: you're welcome thank you and have a merry christmas
2: hey you as well my dear (laughs) thank you Mm -hmm. so ladies thank you so much for coming on the show this morning um I really appreciate you taking time out of your day on Christmas Eve morning. Um, I'm sure you all have things that you're trying to do um, as you spend, uh, as you prepare for uh, the day ahead with your families. I want to wish all of you a Merry Christmas. I hope you get to enjoy lots of time with your family and that Santa brings each and every one of you, everything that's on your list. Um, So Adelaide, let's switch gears just a little bit. Um, How long do you leave your Christmas decorations up? Do you take them down right after Christmas or do you wait a while?
1: Well, I like to put stuff off. So you know what it goes on my list of hey I'm shooting for January first, uh-huh. but that's not always the case. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, I do like to get them get you know I like to get get everything down maybe by the second week of January. I okay, think, right? You know,
2: fair enough. Yeah,
1: yeah. I want to feel the Christmas spirit for a little bit longer?
2: Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> right.
1: Yeah. Because oh, yeah. when
2: they're up, it keeps you in the spirit, right? Mm,
1: absolutely. So we'll leave them up. Not till July though. Maybe (laughs) mid-January.
2: Well, I typically take mine down uh, that first weekend after Christmas. Mm -hmm. Um, So since tomorrow is Christmas, uh, a lot of you will be packing up decor soon. And I have some tips to help you out. Um, After the holiday season has come and gone, I know, it's so tempting to throw all your lights, ornaments, and decor into storage boxes as quickly as you can. Um, But by taking the time to organize these festive pieces with the right packing materials, storage containers, and labels, honestly, it can save you from major headaches when it becomes time to decorate next year. Uh, This morning, we're going to discuss some creative ways uh, that you can store your artificial tree, your Christmas lights, your wreaths, and your ornaments. Properly storing your holiday decor will actually extend its life, and it will allow you to use them for many years to come. Let's start off with the tree. Now, Adelaide, do you have an artificial tree, or do you have a real tree?
1: We have an artificial tree this year. Oh, yeah. you
2: make that sound like this would be a new thing.
1: It's, it's new-ish, but I'll be honest, we kind of go back and forth.
2: Ah, Some okay. years we'll be like,
1: oh, let's get a real one this year. You know the nice smell, the pine mm-hmm. needles, and then and then you like, ooh, that was messy. After <laughs> you're like, well, let's go back to artificial. <laughs> I
2: hear you. Well, I am totally an artificial tree girl. Um, as much as I love the smell of a new one, I'm with you on the the cleanup. Mm. Um, and um, but the thing that stinks about an artificial tree. Is that you have to store it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a real tree, you can throw it out in the driveway and have someone come pick it up, or you can take it to the recycling place yourself. Um, but I, I do have a few creative ways that you can store an artificial tree. But before you pack it away, you need to clean it off.
1: Hmm, like uh, take off the ornaments.
2: Well, of course you need to take (laughs) off the ornaments, the lights, the garland, the ribbon, and whatever else you use to decorate your tree. Unless you are one of those, which I have done this before, I have put it on a plant stand roller and rolled it right out into the garage and put a... Cover over it and left it there until the following year and rolled it right back in um, because you can do that, folks. Um, but if you don't do that, yes, you need to clean it. Um, and after the tree has everything removed, um, you need to actually clean it off because your tree has been sitting out in your house for you know probably a month or more um, and it's been collecting dust and dirt and. You know, if you have a dog or cat, it might even have some pet hair that's gotten on it during that time. Um, So I think it makes sense to pack things away when they're clean and dust-free.
1: Okay, but isn't your tree just going to get dusty while it's in storage?
2: Well, the storage tips I'm going to share should keep your tree dust-free. So when it comes to cleaning your artificial tree, it really depends on whether or not the tree is pre-lit. So if it isn't pre-lit, you can simply throw it in the shower. Hmm. Many artificial trees are made from synthetic materials that can stand up to getting wet. And if your tree fits in your shower, you can put it directly beneath the shower head or use a handheld sprayer and rinse it off from top to bottom with warm water. Hmm. Now, don't spray it too hard, but definitely get into the interior branches and the trunk. You can let your tree drip dry in the shower or you can take it outside. Now if your tree is too big to fit in the shower and it's a sunny day, rinse it off outside with a garden hose and a sprayer. Make sure the water flow is at the low setting and start rinsing from the top to the bottom. Now if you have a tree that isn't pre-lit and it's a white tree that's starting to look dull, I have a great hack to bring it back to its glory. That sunny weather can also help you turn your dingy tree white again. Mm. If your artificial Christmas tree is, or used to be, white, you can restore its glory with the natural bleaching action of sunlight and vinegar. If you mix three parts distilled white vinegar with one part water in a spray bottle, you can spritz it on all the stained branches of your tree. You leave the tree outdoors in direct sunlight for a few hours, and you should start to see a difference. You then rinse thoroughly and let the tree dry before storing or decorating it. Now, if your tree still looks yellow and dingy after cleaning it, you could always try flocking it with a can of artificial snow before you decorate it for the holiday season. Let the tree dry completely and then spray away, right? And while you're at it, you could add some quote-unquote snow to your windows, your wreaths, and your other decorations. You can also use multicolored blinking lights to help mask that yellow tint and discoloration. So keep that in mind for next year. Now, if your artificial tree is pre-lit, you're going to want to take a completely different route when cleaning it, right? Because Pre-lit artificial Christmas trees are very convenient and beautiful, but they have to stay dry. Liquids and even condensation can short-circuit the built-in lights. So using cleaning solutions or even water, big no-no, right? If you have a pre-lit artificial Christmas tree, washing isn't an option because it's going to damage the electrical connections. So to clean a pre-lit artificial Christmas tree, use a soft-bristled brush. Start at the top of the tree and then gently brush the dirt and the dust from the branches, working from the inside out. You can also use a handheld vacuum or a vacuum with a brush attachment or even a dry microfiber cloth. Be careful to not damage any of the light bulbs or wires. Now, while pre-lit Christmas tree bulbs are easy to replace, you could cause a short that could damage the entire string of lights. So be cautious because mm. when you damage one of those strings of lights, pff, trust me, I know from personal experience, the whole tree is ruined. Oh. Yeah. Um, now, once you get your tree all cleaned, I have three ways you can store it. First of all, if your tree came with a cardboard box make sure that you keep it. It's already the perfect size to store your tree and chances are it's already labeled with what will be inside. Now I know you look at that box and you say no way is it going to fit back in there but I promise you if you work it just right it will go back in there. Okay now if you toss the box, shame on you if you did, you still have some options. One option is to purchase a waterproof storage bag that zips shut. they are ones specifically meant for storing artificial trees. And gosh, I think they range in price from like $15 to 40 for a reasonably priced one. I mean, yes, I've seen them as high as 100 or more. But I don't think you have to spend that much. A quick Google search and you're going to find many different options. If you order it now... Um, You want to get on that because it's going to be much harder to find the later you get in the season. Okay. Now, if you don't want to go the route of purchasing a storage bag, there is an alternative. Um, This is a fun one that I'd never thought of before. uh, But as I was doing some research for this, I found it. Um, You can actually shrink wrap your tree. Yeah, I know. So you have to purchase some of that heavy-duty stretch wrap and get someone to help you with this. Uh, keep in mind that the, the regular kitchen wrap is not going to work. You have to buy that shrink wrap that's typically used for moving, mm. okay? Now, I saw online people shrink wrap their trees while fully decorated even with ornaments, with ribbon, garland, everything, Okay. You're not gonna be able to get away with this if your tree has breakable ornaments on it. So keep that in mind. You'll need to take off the breakable ornaments first. And if you choose to shrink wrap your tree with it being decorated, you're gonna wanna make sure you wrap the tree as tightly as you can so everything will stay in place. You need to do several layers of shrink wrap so that it will stay secure, at least three or four layers. I might go five or six. You know, that's just me, ultra conservative. If you store your artificial tree in the garage, this trick will keep it clean and protected all winter, spring, and summer long. When you're ready to decorate it next year, just slice up the side of the wrap with scissors and fluff the branches back into shape. Voila, you're done. Sounds pretty easy, doesn't it?
1: It really does. I like the idea because I mean, I don't know. Though I'm, I'm on the fence though with wrapping with ornaments or without. Cause I know half the fun getting back into the Christmas spirit
2: is putting those is ornaments the tree. on. I yeah, know yeah, that's me. I like Plus, having the options. Yeah, I know. Plus, I'm all about um, maybe I want it here, maybe I want it there. Mm-hmm. You know, and mm-hmm. as I decorate each year, it's remembering the story attached to each and every ornament, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so if I have it all on there already I don't get to relive all that Mm -hmm. I agree. I will admit it's a much more efficient way to get it done right yes it is okay so I think this is a great place for us to take another break but don't touch that dial or push that button to change stations because we've got a whole lot more to cover as we continue discussing all the ways you can pack up and store your holiday decor here on the Kern County Real Estate Review. I'm your host, Lori McCarty of the McCarty Group, broadcasting on 1560 AM, 97.7 FM, KNZR, and streaming live on KNZR.com. Stay tuned. We'll be right back.
1: You're listening to KNZR, 1560 AM, 97.7 FM, and streaming live on KNZR.com. And we're back this morning with the Kern County Real Estate Review, featuring our host, Lori McCarty of the McCarty Group. For all your real estate questions, call Lori at 661 665-SOLD That's 661-665-7653 Or go online to themccartygroup.com You can also follow Lori on social media For Facebook follow her at the McCarty group, or on Instagram at Lori underscore McCarty And to keep up with all the real estate news in Kern County you can follow this show on Facebook and Instagram at the Kern County Real Estate Review There you can also submit questions you'd like Lori to answer on air or suggest topics you'd like her to cover on Saturday mornings and this Christmas Eve morning Lori is sharing with us all of her creative ways you can store your holiday decorations and Lori do you have any tips for storing ornaments I mean for those of us that don't want to shrink wrap our trees when they're fully decorated
2: you bet Adelaide my first tip is to declutter your ornaments so before you start storing your Christmas ornaments let's take a few minutes to check for any broken ones right? If you don't think that they're worth fixing, then let's go ahead and throw them out. Then see if you have any ornaments that either don't spark joy or that that no longer go with your Christmas tree theme. You know, these are ornaments that you can donate or, or gift. And then after you've gone through your ornaments, those that have made the cut can then be packed away. So I think the easiest way is to pack them away in the original packaging that they came with. Many fragile Christmas tree ornaments come in special boxes that are used for display in the store and for safe travel to your home. Keep these boxes and store those ornaments safely away in the manufacturer's packaging. I think that's the easiest way to make sure they don't get damaged over time. Mm -hmm. Now, Although many ornaments will have their own special box to keep them safe, you know, there are some that that just don't have that luxury. Um, So whether you lost the box or maybe you never had a box for the ornament, I think you need to use care when you're packing them up so that these ornaments stay in one piece for the next Christmas season. Now, if you saved the wrapping paper from Christmas presents, you can shred this paper and use it as packaging for your breakable ornaments. Mm, Good. Okay. Um, And if you don't have a shredder uh, or you don't have the patience to shred the paper by hand, uh, you could crumple the paper up and gently pack it around the ornaments. I don't recommend using newspaper because the ink from the newspaper can rub off on your ornaments. Mm. Um, If you tend to get a lot of presents in gift bags, chances are you'll end up with a lot of tissue paper. So you can set all of that tissue aside uh, so that you can reuse that when you're packing up your Christmas ornaments and decorations. Uh, That's one of the things I do a lot. Hmm. Um, And another handy tip is to salvage storage containers from your home. If your original ornament boxes are dented disasters or you just forgot to save them maybe, don't worry. You can ask your local liquor store for wine boxes with cardboard dividers, which you can fold and cut as needed. Then you can layer two to three ornaments wrapped in tissue paper into each slot, placing the heavier ones on the bottom. You can try egg cartons for tiny trinkets, plastic produce containers or shoe boxes for bigger baubles, and paper towel tubes for garlands. Mm. Um One more creative way uh, you can keep your ornaments safe for next year is to stop by your local liquor store. Wine bottles come in boxes of 12 or so and they have these molded cardboard trays that hold the wine bottles and keep them safe from breaking. These trays are great for storing larger ornaments. You can wrap your ornaments up in tissue paper or bubble wrap and then place each of them in the individual sections. The trays will stack nicely on top of one another as well. Very nice. Yeah. Now, if you want to go the easy route, you can always purchase storage containers that are meant for ornaments. But the tips I just shared are far more economical, and they're a great way to repurpose items like wrapping paper and tissue paper instead of just tossing them out. Okay.
1: Now, what about the Christmas lights? Do you have any tips to prevent them from turning into a tangly mess?
2: Um, Of course I do. Christmas lights uh, are probably my least favorite thing to pack up. They can get messy quick.
1: I usually just throw them in a box and deal with that untangling thing next year.
2: (laughs) You know, I've done that too, but it's such a headache when it comes time to untangle them. Uh, So here are a few ways you can avoid a tangled ball of Christmas lights next year. The first tip I have is to wrap lights around cardboard. I know a lot of us have done our Christmas shopping online this year, and with that, you probably have quite a few shipping boxes that are piling up in your garage. So before you break them down and recycle them, let's give them a second life. Cut a cardboard flap from the shipping box. Starting at one end, cut one-inch slits into the board, working your way down the side. Repeat on the other side, being sure to line up the slits across from one another. And then if you tuck one end of the light string into the first slit and wrap it across the board securing on the other side and if you continue to wrap the string around the board with smaller boards you may need to double up the strand in each slit which is fine but when the entire string is wrapped you can push the plug prongs into the board to secure it.
1: Mm, I love that idea. Yes, now I have a ton of cardboard boxes from ordering stuff online and Now I know how to use them.
2: This is great. (laughs) Yeah. So for those of you that don't have cardboard boxes laying around, I bet you have some clothes hangers and you can wrap your lights around clothes hangers. You just anchor one end of the lights on the tiny hook used for small straps and then you begin wrapping the strand all the way around the hanger, working your way down one side and then back past the hook itself and towards the other end, being sure to keep it tight against the body of the hanger. And once the strand is entirely wrapped, you secure the other end of the light string on the small uh, hook. And then you can store the lights by placing the entire hanger inside a storage box uh, or by hanging it in a closet. Mm. I like to do this trick with plastic hangers because I hate plastic hangers. <laughs> and I really only like to use the velvet non-slip hangers. Mm. Uh, for some reason, though, plastic hangers keep possible popping up for me. So instead of tossing them, I've repurposed them to store my lights. This is really a tried and true tip uh, that that works really well. Um, But if neither of these tips stands out to you, I have one more. So instead of tossing the tube when the wrapping paper is all gone, you can put it to work. Simply thread one end of your Christmas lights down the tube so that it reaches about halfway down the tube. Then begin wrapping the strand around the outside of the tube. Once you have reached the bottom of the tube, be sure to leave about six inches of the strand free so that you can thread it down the other side of the tube to help hold the lights in place. I recommend that you place a small piece of tape on the inside to keep it even more secure. So whichever method you use to uh, store your Christmas lights, Make sure to do these few things to keep them safe and secure. Ensure that your lights and decorations are dry before placing them in storage. Work slowly and carefully to avoid damaging those fragile bulbs and wires. And pack the lights loosely in boxes with bubble wrap, padding, wrapping paper, or cardboard between each item. And use plastic totes with tight-fitting lids if there's a chance that the storage location may experience some dampness. Hmm. So now let's move on to talk about storing wreaths. I love artificial Christmas trees, but in my mind you simply can't beat a fresh wreath on the front door. I love the amazing Christmas tree smell you get hit with every time you go to the front door. But for those of you that have artificial wreaths, I've got some storage tips for you beyond just purchasing a zip-up wreath bag. If you're tight on storage space and don't want to invest in wreath boxes or bags, regular clothes hangers and a clothing rod are an easy and inexpensive way to store your wreaths. It's also a good way to store any particularly delicate wreaths since you know they won't get squashed by any cover or lid. You simply tie a ribbon or a piece of string onto the back of a wreath, loop it over the top of the hanger, and hang it up in your closet. Hmm.
1: Do you think people really have so many wreaths that they could take up an entire clothing rack?
2: Well, I do because it's becoming increasingly popular to have wreaths in more places than just your front door. I've seen a lot of pictures on Pinterest with people going all out with wreaths during the holidays.
1: All right. Okay. So what about other Christmas decoration knickknacks? Do you have any tips for those?
2: Oh, of course. Um, so maybe you have a large collection of Santa figurines or or snowmen, or maybe you have a beautiful nativity scene that you need to pack away. Um, the same general rules apply for packing up these items. Um, if they're breakable, make sure to wrap them in tissue paper or bubble wrap. You will want to pack all of them away in a tightly sealed plastic tote if they're going to be stored somewhere where they might be exposed to the elements. You want to try to keep these packed totes in the same area as all of the other Christmas decorations, right? If you have your Christmas decor packed up but spread out among multiple areas of your home, some of it in the garage, some in the guest bedroom closet, Uh, some in an outdoor shed Uh, I think you're going to be bound to forget where some of them are when you go to unpack next year and then you'll be going okay where did I put that or is that just me speaking from personal experience (laughs) (laughs) so in my experience if you keep it all together it'll make things much easier okay um So looking at the clock, I think it is just about time uh, to call the show a wrap. Mm -hmm. And for those of you that haven't finished wrapping your gifts, you need to go get on it. (laughs) Uh, Before we go, I just want to say thank you to everyone for tuning in today and for tuning in each and every week. I feel blessed to be a part of your routine each week. And especially grateful that you chose to spend your Christmas Eve morning with us today. Mm -hmm. I wish all of our listeners out there a very Merry Christmas. Um, And with this Christmas and always, let's remember the true reason for the season. Mm -hmm. A heartfelt thanks to each of you for tuning in today and for tuning in each and every week. Adelaide and I both look forward to visiting with you again next Saturday at 11 a.m. As a quick reminder, you can revisit the details of today's topic uh, or encourage someone who missed today's show uh, by tuning in to an encore presentation of the show each Sunday morning at 8 a.m. here on KNZR, just before Sean Hannity. Or you can listen to all of our shows wherever you get your podcasts by searching the Kern County Real Estate Review. Or you can go to our website at themccartygroup.com where you can revisit all of our shows there. This is Lori McCarty with the McCarty Group of Coldwell Banker Preferred Realtors and your host of the Kern County Real Estate Review, wishing you and yours a fantastic Christmas, a blessed day, and a wonderful week ahead. You're listening to 1560 AM, 97.7 FM, KNZR, and streaming live on KNZR.com. We'll be back next week.